you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey guys, welcome back. You know, I make no secret of the fact that it pays to shop around. I've always had this mantra, the money's either in your pocket or it's in their pocket. Now your restaurant needs all sorts of goods and services, right? Products and services of all kinds. And most of these are commodities. That means you can get them just about anywhere. So it pays to shop around. Now credit card processing is one of the biggies and it's one place you can really lose lots of money. So in today's episode, we're going to demystify all those hard to read statements and show you everything you need to know to get the absolute lowest best rate possible. So listen on. Hey, welcome back everyone to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Really excited today because a few weeks back, I interviewed Mr. Chris Rump and he's the president of a company called Flight. What is flight.com? And you know, there are so many different POS options out there today. And what really set me, what really sets this apart, and what really sort of struck me as a benefit was Chris's company doesn't just focus on POS. It's a whole technology one-stop solution for your restaurant. But we're not going to talk about that today until the end of the podcast. I'll give you a little bit more information, or Chris will, about what flight is all about. Today's episode is really about demystifying the minefield out there that is credit card processing. When I ran restaurants years ago, you know, I switched processes numerous times. Lots of promises were made. You know, you could never really tell what the fees were really all about. You were promised one percentage and you got something else at the end of the month. And, you know, it was just baffling. So Chris is here to, like I said, demystify the process. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again. Awesome. So let's talk about credit card processing. Obviously, there are numerous providers of processing services, and Flight is also a processor, so you make it simple. That's part of that one-stop technology solution I talked about. But what should operators out there be looking out for, or how can we best make this whole process more understandable for you know people that are just getting into restaurants, or they've been veterans and they've been in the business a while, and they're just looking for a better processing solution at a reasonable cost. Because obviously, you know, it costs you money every single month to process credit cards, and and that that costs you more depending on you know whatever percentage uh, you, you're offered, and the more credit cards you process, obviously, the more it costs you. So, yeah, dive into that. You know, depending on. Uh, who you're processing with, uh, things will look a little bit different, but the role of the processor is always the same and they're going to do the same sets of things. And so um, because there are, are so many people that are out there that are selling processing uh, and, and it's become kind of a commodity over the last several years. And so um, you can have someone offering the same same product, the same services, but you know they're charging you three, four, five, six times what someone else would, and so there's a wide disparity there. And the reason that that they're able to do that is because on the statements, uh, things look different and things are hidden and, and they're difficult to understand. And so, you know, the only way to make sure that uh, a business is getting a good rate is by understanding what statements look like and understanding how to read those and understanding how the processing network works where the funds are going and, and what it takes to actually actually you know process a credit card and who's you know who's taking that penny so to speak and so 
Um, I have a couple of statements here that uh, I can kind of walk through to show you some different types of pricing, give you some examples of where to look uh, in easy places to see if you're being taken advantage of or not. Um, and then, you know, hopefully leave you with a, a little bit of better information uh, than when we started this so that you can make a better decision on where you're at or where you're going. Because even when you are shopping, uh, shopping a, a credit card processor and getting a proposal from someone else or sending your statement in, uh, the response that's coming back is going to be skewed, right? Absolutely true. I've seen it. So it's really important that you do your own research. Yeah, there's, you know, there's no substitute for research on any of this stuff. These are major, major decisions that affect a lot, a lot of money by the end of the year. And, you know, it's all about rising costs in this business. And we're always looking for ways to just stay on top of the curve, ahead of the curve. And this is one big deal that you can really, you know, either make or break, you know, your monthly um, P&L, you might say. So I'm really glad you're yeah. going to show us this stuff, Chris. Take it away. All right, perfect. Um, so I'm just going to share my screen here. So um, can you see what I have here? Sure can. Perfect. Let me just slide this guy out of here. So um, this is a, a very basic example of what's called tiered pricing. And there, there's two major uh, pricing types. One is called tiered, uh, one is called interchange. There's a, you know, a fixed fee as well. And then there's some lesser known ones like enhanced billback, which you don't see much anymore. And so I won't cover that. but. You know, a fixed fee is more like a, a square pricing where they come in and they say, hey, it's a flat fee of 2.75%. It is what it is. Everything's included. Go from there. Um, that's easy to understand. But again, it's difficult because of from a costing perspective, you don't know exactly what your wholesale cost would be. And so you don't know how much uh, a, mer a merchant processor like Square would be uh, would be making and, you know, where you might be able to save some some funds. You'll see uh, what's in front of us here. Uh, this is more of a tiered pricing. And so uh, the, the center column where it has the percentages, that's where you'll see the, the tiered rate that things are being dropped into. The interesting thing about tiered is that in many cases, it can be overly simplified even more so than what you see in this uh, very basic example here. Um, and, and tiered breaks down into three different Kind of categories you have fully qualified mid qualified and non qualified and um, what you'll end up finding is that people will be quoted the fully qualified rate um, but they won't be quoted or they won't see the surcharges for the mid qualified and the non qualified transaction and just to define those um, each processor can define those themselves and so uh, my definition isn't necessarily on par with everyone, but it's it's fairly close. Uh, a fully qualified tran uh, transaction would be card present, meaning you know you hand handed the card physically, you swiped that card or or entered the uh, the chip in that card, and that uh, everything was a match, you know, zip code and all all that other stuff. And you'll see here uh, there's 1.8 percent up at the top with yep. those four transactions like that. You know, all of those would be considered a fully qualified transaction. Right. And I see that's the lower end of the percentage range. So everything is present. So, you know, you're getting a decent rate there. I mean, a really good rate. 
Yeah, and and basically, you know, the the card brands look at it, and because the card's physically present, and some other things, the yeah. the risk is much less, and so you're you're paying less on the transaction. Mm-hmm. As as we go down and move up to two percent, two two point three, two point five, three percent and above, right? Um, you'll see that that becomes a little bit different, um, and the way that those those things would work is um, a mid qualified transaction might be a rewards card or uh, a corporate card. So, you know, you think about, uh, you know, who's paying for those credit card rewards. Well, it's, it's the merchants and uh, on a tiered rate, you're going to be higher uh, into a mid qualified bucket uh, for any card type that is a rewards card or anything like that. And then as you go down, um, you may be in a non-qualified rate for anything that would be card not present. Let's say uh, you had a hand key, a card number in, let's say that you didn't enter a, uh, a zip code on a phone transaction or something like that, that could be a non-qualified transaction. And so um, you'll be surcharged higher there. And uh, in many times, uh, the non-qualified is between one and 2% higher. And the mid-qualified transaction rate is between one half and one and a half percentage points uh, higher. And so, um, you know, that's kind of where that would where that would play. Uh, it's difficult to understand what you know where those margins are and what you could save on a on a tiered rate, just because you're not able to see the individual card types. Uh, you'll see on this particular example, you do have some uh, card types on the left hand side, um, but many times on a tiered rate. Uh, these will all be grouped together. So you see these these top uh, four lines here uh, that are all 1.8 percent. Yeah. Instead of having these listed out as uh, you know a Mastercard Merit three debit or something like that, all you would see is qualified transactions. Uh, you would have the total of you know about thirty six thirty seven hundred dollars worth of transactions. You'd see times 1.8 percent, and then you would see the the total on the right. And so. Uh, it would be entirely plausible that you would have just three lines, uh, fully qualified, a mid-qualified, and a non-qualified uh, line item there to see what you had uh, had uh, gone through your account this last month. And so uh, it's certainly difficult to understand what those wholesale costs are. And again, uh, even on this tiered pricing, it's, not, it's showing you what bucket uh, on an interchange rate and we'll talk about that in a second, that, that they, these transactions are being thrown into in terms of, you know, uh, Visa retail and Visa small ticket and MasterCard merit and stuff like that. But it's showing you a 1.8% transaction rate. It's not, it's not showing you the wholesale rate or, or what the processor actually paid uh, to process that particular transaction. Okay, that's so, good to know. So this, this here is a little bit different, and I'll, let me make this a little bit bigger. So this is an interchange uh, rate here, and, and this is a, what I call an ugly uh, interchange uh, statement. And, and you'll see here that it's showing you the individual uh, transaction types and the, and the charges, but it's not necessarily showing you the amounts or anything like that. Um, and so, now you look at here where it says MasterCard restaurant uh, debit interchange charges of 4283, but it's not showing you what that percentage was. Um, so this statement is definitely kind of being being hidden here, correct? 
And, uh, and then you'll see down, down here under the service charges, this is offering a discount rate of 0 0.00606. That's actually uh, six tenths of 1%. So it's uh, be, you know, 0 0.606%. Um, and this is generally what the, uh, the processor would be uh, profiting on their side. Um, so just to make an assumption that, you know, if your interchange charges were 2% flat, uh, this uh, sales discount here, which I always find hilarious that it's called a discount because uh, you're paying for it. Uh, yes. This would take you from, you know, 2% uh, up to 2.6% on, on what's called an effective rate. And so just to back up, because I'm using a bunch of uh, ridiculous terminology, uh, interchange is basically the wholesale rate. And so, you know, there are hundreds of different interchange categories in both MasterCard, Visa, uh, and Discover. They publish those uh, rate tables. And the, uh, the, the, the rates on interchange, uh, they vary from card type to the industry that's accepting the card. So, you know, if you're in a restaurant, you're gonna pay a different rate than you would if you were a convenience store or a retail store or something like that. Um, and then also uh, the uh, the card itself. So all of those fall into different different buckets and different rate categories. Um, but again, Mastercard and Visa they set those rates and they publish those rates. Um, it's sometimes difficult to match things because you might not be able to go to the Mastercard kind of rate table and find Mastercard dash enhanced merit three base. Um, and so you have to do a little bit of deciphering there um, because you know, the, this, uh, this rate category name that you're seeing here is what the processor calls it, not necessarily what MasterCard calls it. Sure. And so it can become more difficult there. But, um, you know, there are ways to go back and, and look at those things. And in some cases, it's, it's possible for processors, because things are unregulated in this industry, um, it would be possible that, you know, this enhanced merit three base, it, it's possible that it's only costing the processor $50 even for that transaction. And then they're upcharging the interchange here and just kind of hiding that a little bit. Um, and so it's always important to make sure that you're going back and looking at what those rates would be on a wholesale basis to understand if you're being taken advantage of or not. Um, and then as we go down with Visa, it's the same same type of thing. And then where they're charging, you know, 60 uh six tenths of a percent on a service charge for visa as well. And then they're charging uh, five and a half, I'm sorry, just over uh, one half of a percent for Amex here, as you see that you know going down as well. Um, and then they have some additional fees here. This is, uh, this is a favorite fee of almost every processor that exists. Non-receipt of PCI validation. One of the things that, um, the, uh, the card brands and the PCI Council came came down with a few years ago was that uh, level four merchants, which is uh, any, anybody that's doing less than I think a million dollars uh, in, in transactions uh, a month. Forgive me for not knowing the right number there, um, but a smaller merchant, uh, they have to self certify doing a self assessment questionnaire SAQ um, every year, and processors are really good about sending a really small print in, in your mailed statement that no one really looks at right. that says, hey, here's the I link remember. to go do your, your self-assessment questionnaire. And then if you don't do it, they charge you $20 a month for not doing it. Um, and that, that works out to a pretty hefty amount when you can imagine the number of merchants that a processor might 
service on a on an annual basis, two hundred forty dollars a year. Uh, and then this particular uh, statement has uh, some gift card transactions at a at a quarter apiece. So wow, that's the just kind of print. Oh my God! You know, I never heard of that. So that's a key nugget of information right there. But you know what blows me away by looking at this statement? I mean, you're looking at 30 individual charges for Discover and for you know Visa and for MasterCard. And Amex seems to be less because uh, apparently less uh, charges were processed through Amex on this statement, I'm thinking. But I mean, who's who's got time to go through this? One thing that strikes me, Chris, is there a place on this statement or is it a requirement on any statement that the processor provide you with the total sales volume that were charged on credit or debit cards? Is that on there anywhere? Yeah, it's on here. It should be on every statement. And uh, yep. here it's up here. Oh, okay. To be near, near the top. And so you can see exactly what you what you have. So this particular merchant uh, in one month ran about 276,000 and, you know, through their, uh, their processor. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it'll show you what was deposited into your bank account by the day here. That's what we're looking at now. The, the problem is that it's not necessarily showing us what the volume was for MasterCard Small Ticket or MasterCard World Elite and mm. what was being charged from a, an interchange fee yeah. for that. And so it would be possible that um, the, this particular processor you know, with this top line item here of fourteen thirty-five, maybe that only cost them ten dollars, and they were pocketing an additional four and not showing that. So they're pocketing four here, and then they would be putting another uh, two hundred nine and two hundred eighty-three in their so in their pocket there. When a processor quotes a business a rate, let's just say you know you contact a processor, you're shopping around your processing, and you're obviously looking to get the best rate that you can and you're looking for a quote, and the processor says, okay, send me your last two or three statements, and I'll go through the whole thing, and then they'll come up with a rate. So they're literally looking at all these little line items, realizing that this is your typical business month to month, and then they're going to try and you know, beat that rate by ever so small a rate, but then there's still possibilities of other charges besides what are on your current statements. Is that correct? Yeah, you're, uh, you're definitely hearing it correctly. Okay, good. Now, I guess the only, what I used to do and what, what strikes me from looking at this statement is we, I just asked you that question about the total, you know, sales volume charged on cards. So you can simply divide what you were charged at the end of that month by that total sales volume to give you the overall percent that month that you were charged. Is that correct math? Yeah. And, and when I said earlier, uh, effective rates, uh, that's exactly what we would do. So on this particular statement, uh, we would take the, the bottom number here, which is $7,162.44 in fees and transaction fees. And we would divide that by the 276000 and change up here at the top. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere. And there that's, that's going to give you your, your, your percentage rate, your effective rate month to month. That's right. Interesting stuff. So yeah. what about negotiation? Is there any place where, you know, I learned a long time ago in this business, you don't ask, you don't get. And obviously, you know, your effectiveness yeah. in negotiating things can save you lots of money in this business. How flexible are processors on that sort of, you know, what's the best? They offer you a rate. It beats your old rate. Can you say, can you guarantee, are there any guarantees in this business? Um, or because we really can't control the amount of unqualified transactions or the amount of bad, you know, chip cards and you got to manually keep, you know, we have no 
control over the volume of those bad cards versus the ones that are totally risk free. Yeah. But is there any room to, you know, <laughs> negotiate? So, um, you know, there, there's a, if you can picture this as a pie, um, yeah. the, the interchange rate that's set by MasterCard and Visa is non-negotiable unless you are basically a Walmart, right? Okay. And Good news. that, and those rates again are published online. Uh, all of the, the major, uh, card brands publish those rates. And so you can, you can look and see what those are. Um, if you are with a processor that is transparent and showing the truth about, you know, where your uh, where your processing dollars are going and coming from, um, they'll show you something uh, that looks more like this statement. And you'll see here, it's showing the same type of uh, product description. This is, uh, you know, U.S. Business Transaction One, you know, CNP debit. But they're showing you the number of transactions, the per transaction rate, and then the the, the you know the the percentage and the uh, the swipe fee and the total for each of those rate categories. And so they're this is transparent, showing you the wholesale truth. So uh, you know you have a U.S. purchase CMP. It was you you swipe two transactions for nine hundred nine dollars. The, the interchange rate was 2.7% and 10 cents, which is a total of $24 and 76 cents. Um, on average, these interchange fees and, uh, and the card brand dues and assessments work out to about 1.77% or so. Um, you have uh, a number of, you know, insurance fees and other things that, that tack on there. And so it's easy to look at about a 2% um, kind of average. Uh, but you'll see here, you know, depending on what your business is, like in our business, um, we uh, are a business to business company. And so we do a lot more on business cards, corporate cards, rewards cards and American Express. And so um, our effective rate in, in our business is a lot higher than that, just because the average is a lot higher. But we can see that based on the interchange charges that exist, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. So let me ask you, you trigger a thought here. This is a very transparent statement, whereas the other, the one you just showed us that, you know, really wasn't. And there was a lot yeah. of, you know, myst, mystic stuff in there, you know, smoke and mirrors and all this other kind of stuff. Obviously, this data is available to any processor. Can you ask for this type of transparency when you're shopping stuff around? Or will they not give it to you in some cases just because they don't do it that way? In our experience, how the account is boarded is how you'll see it, and uh, you won't be able to see it in any other way. And, you know, many processors have the capability of of doing all of these different things. Like uh, the same processor could put you on a tiered platform versus an interchange platform, or they could put you on an interchange platform where they don't show the wholesale costs. And so it's important to have a statement that's showing something like what you're looking at now on the screen. If that doesn't exist, you can probably be pretty assured that someone is making more money than what they should be off right. of your business. Sure. Absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, that's something I definitely found out over years of doing business and processing cards and, you know, yeah, you got to get to the bottom of it. And this is either money in your pocket or it's money in the processor's pocket. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's really important to have this interchange uh, system and have these rates listed out individually like you're seeing now. Um, 
And, and just, you know, one thing to note is that when, when you do this this way, um, you're looking at exactly the wholesale cost and then you can see exactly what you're paying your processor. And so, you know, if you look uh, on here, this is a, a different way to look at these things. Um, these are all of your, all of the fees that would be charged in this particular category. And this discount one, uh, this is the processor fee. So it's basically uh, 0.1% or 10 points in the business. So um, instead of adding six tenths of a percent, like in our first example, this is one tenth of a percent. And obviously uh, this processor is doing the exact same thing uh, that the first one was. So it was just six times more expensive. Right. Absolutely right. I remember getting, you know, statements in the mail and from time to time without a statement, you'd get a notification from your processor that rates are going up. I mean, is this an annual thing and is it specifically limited to interchange fees or is that just another way where, OK, it's mandatory that every processor's interchange fees are going to go up every year on the same time, but then they've also some of them will bury something else in there because there is an increase. I mean, can you take us, is that transparent? Is that, um, you know, regulated no. in any way? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not because when you're getting that message, that's not a message saying that the interchange rates are going up. It, when you sign a contract with any processor um, in that fine print, it basically says that whatever the interchange rate is, is what you're going to pay or more. Right. And so they already have the ability as MasterCard and Visa increase or change their interchange rates, uh, which don't happen often, by the way, um, that those will be passed on through this account. When you're getting a message saying, hey, the, you know, the increase in the processor fees are going up, that, that's this number here, this, this you know, 0 0.001, this uh, one tenth of one percent. So you're getting a letter and they're basically then going to increase their uh, profit margin on this line item, maybe they go from one-tenth of a percent to two-tenths of a percent. Uh, and you'll find a lot of processors that three to six months into your tenure, uh, they will send that through and then raise that rate. So you basically are getting an introductory rate with the uh, uh, the proposal that was sent to you, and then they're going to up that uh, when they can. And most fine print of processors will allow them to do that as well. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, so I guess I spoke out of turn when I talked about the interchange rate increase. I guess what I was thinking of was the process, uh, the cards themselves, the Visa, the MasterCards, those fees go up from time to time. And then you're saying that the processor itself, processor itself will also find a way to, you know, tack something yeah. on also and make an additional profit beyond your introductory period that says, I promise you 2% on your processing. And then you find out it's really something different. Yep, exactly. And, and you'll notice here, like th this processor too, 20 bucks, non-receipt of PCI, as we talked earlier. So there's a, yeah, there's a whole bunch of craziness, but, you know, again, it's a commodity business. And so uh, there's not a whole lot that processors can do to differentiate themselves at this point. They're all pretty much doing the same thing. And, uh, and unfortunately, it's up to the merchant to make sure that they're going through these statements, understanding what those are and, uh, what they're paying and where they might be able to save some some cash or where they may be taking advantage of with their current provider. 
So we talked originally about doing your research before you shop things around, understanding as much of this process as possible, and then doing your homework once you've selected a processor, staying on top of it and calling them on certain things. I mean, it's just time well spent. You know, there's a thousand details of running restaurants, but you're either making money every day or losing it, and there's a thousand ways to lose it. So you might as well focus in on the things that you can control that have a significant impact on your bottom line. Wow. Anything yeah. else you want to share? I mean, you've covered a lot here. This is, this is really super powerful information and helpful, Chris. Yeah. I, the last thing that I would say is that if, if you've been with your processor for more than 12 months, uh, that you should definitely take a look at this and, and definitely, you know, look at, at shopping and seeing where you're at. Um, you know, I can, I can say uh, happily uh, that for our customers, we, we don't raise this discount rate after 12 months. It stays the same for the life of the agreement. Uh, that's just our perspective on things. Um, but many cases, that's not the case. And so I think it's really important to, to look at that on an annual basis. Uh, it's very important to look at your effective rate. So take that total amount of fees by the and divide that by the total amount of uh, volume that you're doing right and uh, you know see where that falls if it's uh, fluctuating every month uh, there may be something there if uh, you are doing a, a good amount of business um, and that's over you know 2.7 2.8 2.9% uh, as an effective rate i would i would seriously take a look at that and you know certainly uh, in, in this industry uh, we we have a lot of friends who do the similar things and so you know, don't be shy to share with your uh, with your friends or your neighbors to see, you know, what the disparity is because, you know, even on interchange, this highlighted number here, this discount one, I mean, that can be ten points, it could be five points, it can be a hundred points. Um, you know, we've uh, we we've had customers where we've been able to to save them over twenty thousand dollars a year just just on this line item alone right here. Amazing, that's powerful. So if you, if you want to find out how you're going to finance your next amazing family vacation, this is usually a pretty good way to start. Money found, Chris. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, uh, you were on a couple of weeks ago. I believe it was episode number 145. And I was really intrigued by, by flight because, you know, you're not the typical POS company. Why don't you tell the listeners right now what really sets flight apart from, you know, the typical POS companies out there? I mean, you really are a technology company, not a POS provider per se. Yeah, that that's really the the differentiator for us. You know, our background is in technology. Uh, we've always been an automation focused company. And so we're always looking to, uh, you know, how do we how do we take a workflow? How do we make that better? How do we help our customers streamline their businesses? And so uh, what we've really done over the last several years is put together a suite of products uh, that's outside the typical point of sale provider. And, uh, you know, we're able to come into a restaurant and help them with their their wireless, their security, their firewall infrastructure and take care of all of those things anywhere from the Internet and the phone and the television service that enters your building all the way through the security and, uh, you know, marketing of your customers via Wi-Fi and all those other things. Uh, to make it a, a single point, a single solution, and so that you just have one phone number to call for questions or concerns. You don't have to worry about vetting uh, a dozen different providers, trying to figure out how those providers talk to one another. You know, we've done that legwork. We've done that research. We've built uh, the unification around those products so that they seamlessly work and talk with one another. And so we're just trying to make it more more simple so that if you're a restaurant owner, you can spend more time working with your employees, spending time with your best customers, 
focusing so that your employees can spend more time out on the floor with their customers and giving the customers a seamless experience on their side without having to use any human time or interaction on your side to give them that better experience. It's worth checking out. So Flight is found at uh, www.whatisflight.com and Flight is spelled F-L-Y-G-H-T. Is that correct? Yeah, we're, we're trendy. <laughs> Awesome. Now that's very cool. Chris, this was a super helpful, super helpful topic, super helpful episode. You really brought things to life. I'm glad you were able to share your screen. It clarified things for me and I've been out of this for several years, but I'm believing strongly that, uh, you know, the audience is going to get a lot out of this and you've given us a lot of advice to, uh, to, to look forward to as we move forward. So thanks for joining us on the episode. I appreciate it very much. It's good to be back. Thank you. Excellent. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, folks. Tune in next week for more engaging topics that help restaurants build their brands, rock their profits, and deliver amazing guest service experiences and save money. Thanks again, Chris. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Hey, guys, I'm glad you're with me with this latest episode. You know, I'm all about maximizing profits in restaurants. And if you want to take your operation to the next level, you got to check out our game-changing Restaurant Rockstars Academy. It's everything I've learned in 25 years on training your staff to deliver amazing guest service experiences and double and even triple check averages to maximize your profits through cost controls and really dialing deep into all aspects of your operation and marketing firepower. Okay, internal marketing, which is the most cost effective form of marketing out there. So, if you want some more details on this, check out the Restaurant Rockstars Academy at our website, restaurantrockstars.com. You'll find it on the shop page. Now, let me leave you with this. Now, we all want to be big rock stars with a well trained staff and a rocking bar. Hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. See you next time. Listening to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. And while you're there, download a copy of the book, Rock Your Restaurant. It's a game changer. See you next time.